Welcome to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. The Strategic Ladies Radio Show is about sharing useful information on building better relationships with a generational perspective. It's Thursday and we are live. Make sure you guys check out our airtimes on strategicladies.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. E and welcome again. Our focus is to keep your mind, body, and spirit aligned. So find out how to do so on our social media platforms as well on strategicladiesnow.com. There you go, Mama. (laughs) You got this. So before we begin, we always start off with um, wondering and doing a pulse of how people are and how they're feeling. And so um, let's start by... <laughs> she got the bell ready, yeah. Just chiming mindful in. Mindful check. Yeah, mindful check. Is uh, chiming on how we're feeling. So there are three questions that I'm going to choose from today to ask, and if we have time, we'll, we'll address all of them. But first of all, Jay. Yes. How are you doing? And secondly, are you fighting life or inviting life? Very good questions. Well, to the answer your first. How I'm feeling. I'm feeling actually really good. Um, I'm happy to be back with the show. It's a great time being with my mom. We have a good time um, always. So um, that's always fun. Um, and I feel blessed that, you know, we're healthy. And um, as far as myself, am I fighting life or inviting life? Okay, great question. I feel like um, the past year, I was not following my my uh, practicing when I'm preaching as much as I should be. So I'm going to start inviting life more because I think that sometimes I push back because of fear possibly um, of the new and that's not the typical me. So now I'm going to ask you the same questions, Dr. E. That's beautiful. That's okay. beautiful. Really, really. Thanks. Okay. So um, how I'm, I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like um, this year is a testimonial to my strength and perseverance. I do think that in last year and up into this year, mm-hmm. um, I, I think some good things are going to happen. I mean, I think there's still going to be a lot of turmoil in the world, but I think yeah. overall, um, some good things are going to happen. I think that um, I, I, what what am I fighting life or inviting life? Mm-hmm. I'm totally inviting life because at, at my age, you don't want to fight life. <laughs> <laughs> you want to invite it all in and take it all take in. It, girl. I'm like a vampire. I want it oh, all. Oh, she's about to suck it dry. dry. Yeah, suck it dry. So I'm inviting life. You know, um, I think that uh, the mode that they put us in last year and this year was fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I don't want to fight. I want to invite. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to just really enjoying what life has and, and things like that. I think that's great, Mom, honestly. So you guys, 
right now, this part of the show is our hot tea, and we actually, mm-hmm. the, yeah, so mommy, have your tea ready? I have my tea. <laughs> she didn't think the about listeners, it. The listeners don't need to know what kind of tea. <laughs> Long Island tea. <laughs> you lying. Okay. We'd be a lot happier, but anyway. So hot tea is the time in our show where we talk about um, a relationship topic. Okay. And these topics usually, as you guys will don't know, but as Dr. E knows, it comes for either social posts, website, or people write into, write to at strategic ladies or sometimes from our listeners and this week um the question actually relates to our topic which is loving self and turning life's chaos into a message so this was the message that i received in our mail strategic ladies i have a problem i've gained a tremendous amount of pounds during this pandemic um i was dating before but now i feel like i'm not pretty enough for a relationship should i lose weight or should I put myself out there? Doctor, what are your thoughts? Well, you know what? I I, I don't think that anyone should feel... First of all, I think when, when you are in a relationship, you don't want a person that um, necessarily want... To, in my opinion, I know people are going to challenge this. I've told them. Um, but I think you want a person that loves you in all aspects of your change. Mm-hmm. Because we are not going to be healthy 24-7. We're all not going to look good 24-7. So you want someone that's going to be there with the good mm-hmm. and the bad. Very difficult because sometimes the attraction is when you're looking your best. Mm-hmm. But I think that if they really, truly love you, it doesn't matter if it's, it's fat or skinny or in between. <laughs> I agree. Well, for myself... Um, you know, I, I agree totally with your message as, you know, we have to remember an important part of a relationship is loving ourselves. It's the most important thing. Um, and I agree with you, God, I feel like you're, there's so many, so much beauty in people, no matter what their weight, size or shape, um, you know, love yourself. And, and I agree with you. I don't want somebody that's worried about me. I'm an extra couple five pounds. Cause baby, that can happen. Mm-mm. I'm gonna eat that cake. Yeah. Cause like, of those cupcakes for your next birthday. I'm looking forward to those right now. And, and, and you know what? It's like, it's, it's really though, I I kind of keep my weight down for myself. It's not for yeah, anyone Yeah, it should else. be for yourself. It's not for, it you, shouldn't be for it's them. It's almost like whenever you do, and you know, this is crazy, but I go into this. Um, I'm on this uh breast breast uh, cancer and also uh women that want to have explants instead of implants some of them are not not have no oh, cancer this, uh, at all this group. But they, this group they want to have gotcha. and so many people on that group is, is mind-boggling are explanting their boobs taking their boobs out because they did it for other people mm. and it's like why you know so now so now what they're going through is first of all i wish i hadn't done it and secondly, now I look terrible because of the, the way your boobs form after you've had breasts for a long time. Uh-huh. So what I'm saying is if you love yourself and you do things, for, the women that did think, did it for their own self and reasons are not having it as hard. Exactly. And when you do things for other people's wants, you're in trouble. What well, brings up a good point is that I feel, you know, and, and thank you, um, listener, for, for writing in, um, you know, I think that you brought up a good point that a lot of times people are trying to look at what makes other people happy rather than themselves. And I believe in every foundation of a relationship, if you don't love yourself first, it's hard for someone else to love you. And I know when I was little, you used to tell me that, but I completely agree. I think Mm -hmm. that because 
Who's to say that relationship's going to last? Who's to say what's going to happen in the future? You need to be secure in yourself first. Right. And and enjoy and love your shortcomings because that makes you you. You know what I love about sci-fi? Mm. It's sci-fi. I love sci-fi. You know the I reason do. I like sci-fi and like Star Trek is those people, and man, supernatural. They, make, they make some weird looking people, right? I, I mean, like all distorted in the face. And I love it because it's <laughs> all like, distorted. well, it's just, come on. It's like different places from different planets and they all get along. And I love oh, it because about Star Trek right now. Yeah, Star Trek. Okay. And I love it because it's like no one's like, oh my god, you've got a spot here, or you're too fat. Or, no one cares. They're just like they get to know that person, and right. I love that. Love I agree. That. I mean, so, I love the supernatural world. You know, I do. Our shortcomings are are to be celebrated. Exactly. Um, because right, we have to be. Yeah, you have to be comfortable with yourself, and and you know, if you're, you know, when you're. Looking at that high sense of personal value, it makes it easier to establish those healthy boundaries, right? right? And when you're not comfortable with yourself, what happens is you're not comfortable with your significant other because you always feel that you have to plan and be something you're not. You know, in meditation, I love because I just be. During the time when I'm closing my eyes and relaxing, I'm just being. Uh, and no matter what it is, and that's what we have to do, just be. I agree. Like right now, we just want to be. Uh-oh, she's starting to dance first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys. (laughs) Um, That's true, Doctor. I mean, I do think that you have to be. So we want to just thank, again, the the person for writing in, the listener, because, um, first of all, to get that on pen and paper probably was hard. That's facing Mm -hmm. that, just saying, okay, look, I'm not happy with myself. Um, Am I pretty enough? Believe me, you are pretty enough. You are. I mean, there's so, you know, I feel like now it's so much easier to have a couple of extra pounds because I mean, of course there's, you know, you know, a lot of models out there now, but now we have full figure models and we have models that um, don't fit the the necessary, um, you know, what we thought had to be a model in the past. Right. And I, it, it actually encaptures what I think because there's so many people that I'm like, Oh my God, you're so beautiful. And I have friends that, or all different ethnicities, all different shapes and sizes, often different, you know, walks of life. And I feel like everybody has something beautiful about them. So I, I'm just so sad that you would ever think that you were not pretty enough. Yeah. So I you are it. enough. And I think you should get out there, get on those sites and the right person will come along. If it's supposed to be just, you know, let life be and let it come to you. Yeah. Get out. And, and, and as they've told me, which I need to get on the site yeah. too, as they've told me that this is actually a great time mm-hmm. during the pandemic to meet someone. I told her I'd help her with her profile because, totally what ha- to. because what happens is my whole thing was, I was always like, okay, hi, hi, meet me at the store. <laughs> Hi, hi, meet me for drinks. Hi, hi, meet me for Starbucks. You and know, we're so different. And so, because that, that short amount of time that I had been on a dating site, like a long time ago, guys, like way long, I remember I was like, I want to know everything about you. I ask you questions. Well, I don't have time to like, why waste your time to go out if you don't wow. have any everything that matches? I'm like old school. Although Let's talk about not. you. I can look at you. I can talk to you. I can smell no, your scent. They're crazy. And I can just decide. But what if you, and if they're crazy, I just get up and leave and okay. have an alternative plan. But my point is, um, <laughs> We're different. She didn't put her name down. Of course she didn't. Well, oh, she, okay. uh, well she did, but I'm not going to tell okay, well, what let it me is. tell you. Call, uh, listen, you are beautiful. Love yourself. We'll call her beauty. Um, beauty, love yourself. You you know, don't worry about your weight. Put yourself out there. I'm going to do the same. And, and write me in a couple of months and see if I had any success. <laughs> You're probably a more success than me. 
That is not positive, Doctor. I know. I'm just no. You, you know. No, I think that uh, it is a very hard to actually get out there and start mm-hmm. dating. You know, like yeah. I get it. So, you guys. Great perspectives, Dr. E. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our special guest, Miss B. King. You don't want to miss her. We have our special guest and dear friend, Fee King, on the show, and we're going to introduce her in a minute. But before you, uh, we begin that, I want to make sure you know that you can call in at any time at 310-928-7733. Again, that's 310-928-7733. Fee has some wonderful news and, and advice for you all, so please call in if you want. We'd love to hear from you. And I'm going to turn it over to uh, Jay. So, so hello, Fee. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy Thursday. I th- thank you. Oh. <laughs> how, how are you doing, Fee? I'm wonderful. I'm excited about 2021. I'm excited for the world, for the United States, mm-hmm. for Baltimore, for Omaha, for LA, for the entire country. I'm so excited for what we are about to create. I love that. And you know what? We listened to Bob Marley before we came in. One one love, one, one love, love. One, oh, love Bob Marley. And I think that's what's going to happen. The love that we're going to bring to the world this year is going to be phenomenal. Absolutely. Yes. So before we begin, we're just going to tell everybody a little bit about Fee. You know, she's a dear friend, friend of ours, but she's so accomplished and has such a amazing spirit. So we just want to tell a little bit about her. But um, Fee... Um, she helps women over 40 get back to loving and putting themselves first first, first through fitness. She has been a celebrity trainer and a massage therapist to the likes of Marla Gibbs from the Jeffersons, the neighborhood, Mila Kunis, which a lot of you guys I'm sure know from the 70s show and Bad Moms 1 and 2. Um, Stanley Camel, who's from Beverly Hills uh, 90210. Common, the rapper, mm. an activist. <laughs> You got his number? Lennox Lewis, heavyweight boxing champ. And Louis Driggs Cannon, astronaut's buzz, Adrian's wife. Aldrin's wife. Um, she's created the fitness over 40 um, because she experienced life's obstacles and challenges and problems. And she feels through exercise, she can make people happy and healthy. Is there anything you want to add, Fee? That we, uh, so much that you <laughs> 
There's so much, right? I was I was talking about. I'm actually editing my second book, and and I'm talking about just how many jobs I've had and how I've always, I think, since an early age, understood the necessity to have several streams of income. I would say the other thing is I'm a writer. I'm a playwright and now an author. Nice. Um, congratulations. And, and, and let me tell you what, we're going to talk about your book, but that cover, her cover is amazing. Oh my God, you look so hot. Um, see, see, you look so I'm hot. I'm like, what? I mean, I mean you, you always look good, but I was like, whoa. Well, she looks hot when she's working out. <laughs> I know. I mean, when she's working out, you know, I'm like looking at her, I'm like, oh my God, look at those muscles. And, you know, I admire muscles being in the fitness business too part-time for all those years i appreciate what it takes to get there but um, also fee looks good when she sweats i'm like a pig <laughs> running in heat <laughs> when i'm working out so i'm, I'm like sure oh, that's I'm, not true. I'm sure that is not <laughs> true <laughs> i will Thank run you though ladies <laughs> <laughs> thank you so, Fee, tell us about what's going on with you. I mean, like, I know there's so much going on. Uh, and just give us a little overview of some of the things you're doing now. Okay, and- yeah. there. Yes, there's so much going on. Uh, so one of the things that I, I like to share with people, because I think we can all relate to this on some level, is how to get from where you are to where you want to be. And I think mm-hmm. it's something that you have to be, you get to be. I, I like to say what we get to do because oftentimes we think we have to do things. We have to go to work. We have to take care of these kids. We have to go grocery shopping. All these have to do, which it, 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 it sends you into kind of this negative space and a space of being drained. And I find when I look at it differently, which is I get to do these things. I get to go to work. I get to make money. I get to have a roof over my head. I get to work out, I get to pay my gym bill, I'm instantly catapulted into a more positive, energetic space. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I'm realizing you're never there to that, that place where you're trying to get to. Because once you get there, you set a new goal or you have a new aspiration. And so while I am no longer where I was, I am still working on getting to that place where I want to be. And there's so many places I want to be. And I know that it requires faith. It requires action. It requires belief. And it requires uh, focus every single day in order to get ourselves from where we are to where it is we want to be. And uh, so I'm still on my journey. And I realized that in order to help women to identify where it is they want to be, I don't necessarily myself have to be there because I'm still on my journey. We're still moving towards those places and uh, those things and those people we want to be there with. I hope that makes sense. Definitely so. Uh, it's beautiful. We're all on a journey. Yeah. And we have to approach it positively or, or we're going to get there. Exactly. Exactly. So, Fee, how did you get to Fee's fit over 40? I had a midlife crisis. <laughs> I guess I really did, and no one told me that that was a real thing. Because when you when you think about midlife crisis, right, ladies, I I don't know about you. You can you can uh, answer this for yourself, but for me, I envision that being a Caucasian man of a certain age. 
and they buy the fancy sports car or they get the younger girlfriend or wife. That's what a midlife crisis was portrayed or has been portrayed in movies, TV shows. So Mm -hmm. when, when my whole world started falling apart, I, I, because I'm, I'm, I'm constantly looking, um, I have a seeking spirit. I'm always looking for the answer and a solution. And Mm -hmm. so I just knew that something was going on with me and I didn't want to succumb to depression because I said, I'm not going to even claim that. I'm not going to even speak that into existence, but something is happening and it feels foreign. I feel isolated. I feel crazy. I don't feel like myself and I couldn't talk to anyone about it because there was a lot of shame and, and guilt right. because I, I got myself in this situation. So I started reading books. I started going online and I found a book by Dr. Christiane Northrup. Mm-hmm. And the name of this book is something about menopause. Okay. And so, because I was also like really hot at night. Oh, here it is. See, I have it handy. No, that's not it. That's uh so I got this book and I started reading and everything she talked about in her book was I was experiencing it. So I was experiencing perimenopause. I didn't know that that was going to happen in my late forties. Uh, I was also experiencing a midlife crisis, which is really the simple definition is there's a, a serious moment that's happening in your life that requires attention. And there's a sense of urgency And so that for some women could be going through a divorce or becoming an empty nester, uh, losing your job. I think a lot of us are having a midlife crisis during COVID-19, which we're still in. When you start losing things, you start losing jobs, friends, um, family members, spouses, lovers. And I was losing, it seemed like I was losing everything all at the same time. Mm. And the most important person I was losing was myself. And so the only thing, the only two things I knew how to do was pray and run. I was like, I don't know what else to do right now, but in order for me to stay sane and to not fall into depression, I just needed to run. And so I started running uh, intentionally and working out and really focusing on where it is I want to be, I was like, okay, I know that I don't want to be here physically, right. emotionally, and spiritually. I don't want to be in this place. I don't want to be in this physical place, which at the time was Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be in this relationship I was in. I didn't want to be at this job that I uh, felt like I didn't choose, but obviously I did because I was there. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to be on some level in the world. And that scared me because I had never felt that way before. And so I found that at least for the moment, the time that I was working out, I felt good. I felt capable. I felt able. I felt like I could live another day. If right. I just get through this day, I can live another day. And, and out of that was born Fees Fitness Over 40. I said, you know, it's like a moving meditation. So it's more than just exercising. It's really exercising with a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and a specificity of a goal. And it's, it's to get me from where I am physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to where it is I want to be. So that's Gosh. interesting because I, yeah. it's, it's interesting because I was like the, the white male that got the sports car and yes, 
She sure got, did. Got the young boy. So I just kind of wonder <laughs> if I was following along with the way they taught me. <laughs> You're so crazy. <laughs> well, I was going to say. That is hilarious. That is, it, it, everyone's midlife My crisis. Boy toy, I think. To, did you get a boy toy? She I, did. I had a boy toy. He was good looking too. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Don't be jealous, Steve, because I have no choice at this age but to do that again. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, oh really? Is that what we're thing. doing? I have no choice? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love men at all. We had a decent age, of course, but all ages. But no, it was just funny that you said that, but that's very powerful. I it think. was. Really, you I, know what? And I remember her telling us this before, but I it really resonated with me now um, because... I think that you got more detailed with the story this time. And the purpose And part. the purpose part. So, yeah. wow, Fee. I mean, I think right now, too, your message, I mean, for our listeners, I really feel like that that um, will hit a lot of people. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, because what you, you're preaching and what you do when you're, you're you know, with uh, Feast Fit Over 40 can help a lot of people right now. A lot of people. Because they're, exper- I mean. Powerful. It's very powerful. So let's Thank talk you. About- that- Talk about your book. Oh, oh God. Now, yes. When I wish we could have a, a screen up and it was live yeah. so I could actually show them the cover. You got to see it, you guys. If you don't do anything else after this podcast, <laughs> listen to the podcast. Go on and look. go to her when she gives you information of how to find her. Go look at the cover. Beautiful. I cover. mean, you look hot. Okay. She looks hot. hot. There is no, um, what's it called? What she said she had a, uh, what's it called? What's it, what we're saying that you have? I lost my train of thought. You look wonderful, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was doing, I was doing my little post, and I'm like, "Whoa, Fee!" I mean, Fee always looks good anyway, but I was like, "Girl, who did that picture? I need one." So, so you mentioned in your book, you mentioned um, we're in it kindness of strangers, particularly women. Yeah, Um, there was a part of that book. I would not be here today if I didn't share these. Stories. You said, I just want to make sure that I, I heard you correctly and that I'm, I'm answering the question that yeah, you yeah. are asking of me. You said in the book, there's, can you read it for me again? In the book, Please. you meant something you said, we're not for the kindness of strangers, particularly women. It, were it not, I'm sorry, were it not for the kindness of strangers, particularly women, I would not be here today to share these stories. So that to me was very powerful. Tell us why that particular quote or that particular was in your book. Absolutely. I'll start with the most current, how it applies to my life currently, and then I'll go back a little bit. When I lived in Orlando, I moved there for a relationship. And within three days, I knew I made a huge mistake and it was terrifying because I moved clear across country. I didn't know anyone except for this man. I had no family, no friends, no job, no money. I I just, it was, I really didn't plan it well. And now I can laugh about it. But at the time, the the fear that welled up in my body, I just was, it it felt like what I envisioned death. That man was bad. Right? Oh, that man. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? He he wasn't. He was just who he was. He's just and, not, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not for me. And I and I got to take full responsibility for everything that happened and the decision that I made to be there and the, the role that I played in the relationship. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I knew by day three was you better make some friends and fast. Right. And it was, you know, it was, it was always in the back and the front of my mind that I needed to just connect with people because I just felt in my spirit, I'm going to need, a, I'm going to need a lifeline. I just felt it. And those lifelines came. Oh my goodness. There were four women in particular. One worked at the coffee shop that I would scrounge up change to buy a latte and then there were moments when I would come in, she had no idea what was going on with me. She mm-hmm. would just gift me a free latte. And, and I'm crying. Like, I, I must have cried for 13 months. Every day I cried. And then in the coffee shop, there was a Caucasian Muslim woman that I don't know how, but we just drew together. And when the ish hit the fan, I called this woman. And I had only seen this woman outside of that coffee shop once. She and this lady, who was a barista, treated me to dinner for my birthday. Aww. And I called her, and I had a, a, a big purse packed with my stuff. I was like, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm done. I'm done. I'm leaving this, and I'm leaving this situation. I called her. I said, can you come get me? She never said, what's going on? Uh, she just said, oh, yeah, I'll be there in about 15 minutes. What's the address? That was it. And I was like, whoa, okay. She picked me up, allowed me to live in her home with her and her brother until I could figure out how to leave Orlando. So I figured out how to leave. There were two other women. One was in my Toastmasters group, and then another one was a neighbor. No one knew what was going on. I called them when I needed to get my items from his house and put them in storage. They just did. They just showed up. No one ever said, well, girl, what's going on? No one wanted to gossip about it. They just wanted to serve and, and help me. And they all showed up and just supported me. They put those boxes in cars, two separate cars. They took them to storage. They took them to this other woman's house. It was beautiful. And then when I left, the one who I met in Toastmasters drove me to the airport. Wow. So this shows, too, that you said one thing that resonated with me earlier, that you said you knew how to do two things. That was run, which <laughs> I give you props, girl, and pray. <laughs> and, pray. Yeah. and I think that that shows that your your prayer, it, it showed in this, that God put, or you know, these people in place for you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, when it came Absolutely. down to it. And your positive energy, you know, you were drawing the good people. And I think you bring up a good point because, uh, you know, my foundation, of course, is Christian and people know that and everyone has different foundations and, and that's fine. Um, but um, one of the things that God says that I put my Holy Spirit first and, and, and it goes before you and then you follow what's going to happen with and those women actually were touched by him and he and he turned to work out for you, which is wonderful. That's amazing. Beautifully said. Yes, it, it was. And I speak about them often. I write about them and I thank them personally and publicly because it, it was a dark time. And and it was just one of those things where I just and, and I it was brought to my attention recently. Uh, a longtime friend, she said, see, you know, people never know what you're going through until you've gone through it. And I said, you know, that's interesting. I said, I, yeah, I don't talk about it until 
I've gone through it. And then I'll write about it or I'll write a play, you know, I'll share. But when I'm in it, I really do rely upon God to get me through because, you know, there's only so much friends and family can do and a therapist can do. A lot of this work is it's internal and it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I just, I give it to God and I'm like, I really, I don't know what to do. I'm, I really am going to need you to take the wheel. As cliche as that may sound, it, it, it is just what works for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And so from that experience, you, um, that was very, uh, it must've been like more than just an aha moment. First of all, all I moment is I needed to get out of there, but it seemed like you kind of realized that three days into the, the relationship and decision to move down there, but then to actually, to get away from that situation. And then, um, that, that was so powerful probably in your book. And I'm sure there's stories around more of that in, in the book. Absolutely. The book, uh, so what I decided, because I'm a little cray-cray. No, you <laughs> You know, it's okay. I've owned it. Like, cray-cray is a little good because it <laughs> keeps me on my toes. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not normal. I'm a I little know. different. I'm a lot different. And that's okay. I, I said I was going to write a book a month in honor of hitting the milestone. I just turned 50. And I have these stories in me. And it's just too much to to. to put in a memoir. I mean, it's going to be like a thousand page book. No one wants to read that. Like Felicia, you're not that interesting. So I decided to write a book a month. And I realized that is a huge undertaking. So I'm writing a book every other month. And they're short stories. And they're not just uh, autobiographical. There's a self development component to each book and each story. So I'm inter weaving stories about my experience as an Uber driver, which every day I'm on an adventure. I mean, who knew I would grow up to be a glorified taxi driver? I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I'm sharing those stories. I'm sharing my life stories. I'm sharing literally how I got from where I was to where it is I want to be. And that's going to take me 12 months to share those stories. So it's exciting, and there's, you know, some juicy, salacious stuff going on in there with some of my celebrity experiences, my my world as an actor in L.A., as a celebrity trainer. Right. Um, I realized I've lived a full life, and if I were to go today, I can honestly say, you know, I've lived. I didn't just coast through it. I didn't just exist. I've done some living, and I've had a great time. I want to do more. There's so much more to see, be, do, and have. Uh, but again, if, if this is it, I, I, I will be okay with saying, you know, all right, God, I'm good. I've had a good time here. And I have these stories to share. Well, I'm going to tell you, I think that's a great, you know, being that Jay and I are both writers and we also are committed to get, you know, novels out. Yeah. So I get that. Um, oh, and, dang. Yeah. And so it's really good that. Um, you're able to share your experiences. One of the things, um, our stories, not other people, not other people, right? And your story, yeah. just even hearing it. Yes, definitely so. I, I, you know, I can't reach, wait to read um, because I, I mean, I, you know, I just, just because of some of the things you've already made, I would support you. I feel that, you know, there's some powerful things that you've said that actually will touch people. So I definitely, you know, 
So, so you mentioned that you woke up at 50, because now you're yep. 50, right? I think in the book it says... said you stopped caring about what people thought. Yes. Well, you know, I realized on this life journey that, A, I'm extremely sensitive. I mean, I'm a, I'm a tough, you know, kind of smart mouth chick. Not so much now, but I used to be quick to react, quick to defend, because I was extremely sensitive and I really cared a lot about what people thought. I, I really wanted people to like me. I, on some level, I think that was, that was, that's detrimental to, to one's mental health is to care so much about if people like you. And, and I'm talking strangers, people who don't even know me. I really cared that they like me. And I also felt like I was carrying the weight of black women's uh, plight on my shoulders. I wanted people to see me as a black woman who spoke well, who was articulate, who wasn't uh, some of those those isms, you know, who wasn't hood, ratchet, uh, ghetto. You know, I wanted people to see me as someone who defied the, the, the odds, if you will, or defied the stereotypes. Right. And, I, and, right. and I remember a coworker of mine from Brazil, I remember her saying, see, why do you care what people think? And I couldn't answer that at the time because I cared so much. And right. then once you start to get older and start doing this work, because it, it's a lot of internal work, you realize the only person's opinion of me that really matters is that of my own. Mm-hmm. And right. I truly, I truly believe that today that I care more about my opinion of myself and how I carry myself and, and how I feel about myself than I care about other people's. And it just frees you. Like for me to do, I'm sorry. I completely agree with you. Yes. I mean, for me to do that photo shoot to pick the cover of my book, you know, I did some, some sort of semi-tasteful nudes. I just said, you know, I don't care if people like them. I like them. I had so much fun. I was very nervous. Uh, but I'm always nervous when I have my photo taken, even though I love taking pictures, but I'm always nervous. I was so nervous, but I didn't care if people had negative things to say. I just, I really don't care. I don't care about you know, the critiques, the criticisms, um, even even the love. When people like, oh my God, you're beautiful today, but let's see, you know, how you feel about me in six months or a year. So I have to be okay. I'm choosing I get to be okay with uh, me feeling beautiful or not feeling beautiful. And I just feel so free at 50. Um, I really do. I don't, I don't, I'm not attached to people's opinion of me still being single, no kids, loving these cats, being called a cat lady. I'm like, I am. I'm a cat. I have a cat. I'm a cat lady. (laughs) It's okay. You know, that. You know, maybe Jay, she wanted to ask you. Well, you know, you know, what really made that click, Fee? Because you know that you bring up a good point. Because I think honestly, I I share that with you. When I got, you know, in my mid thirties, I'm like, why do I care what people think? And I'm like, oh my god, is that in each year that I get older, I'm like more. I, I get to the point where I really don't care. I'm a like Megan Thee Stallion. I don't care what y'all think. And, so, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I, I wonder. That. 
you know, so, and you know, what, what do you feel? And another like? thing too, you see people that realize it at a young age, right. how much happier and freer they are. Yeah. So to your point, Jay, what, and you can comment on this, what makes it click? For me, not only do I find that I don't care what people think, yeah, I, don't know. I haven't for a long time, <laughs> but really I also don't care. Um, I only have people who think like me around me. Well, so it kind of, I'm a happy camper. I love that. I love that so much. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. I surround myself with people that are positive because if I have, you know, negative people around, then you start, it, it, it brings you down. So I really don't want people that are, you know, really downers around. So they may not agree with me completely on everything that I, have, but for the most part, they are. But what about you, Fee? What do you think attributed to clicking? Clicking that you just said, I don't care anymore. You said it 50. I think it was not, I think, I know it was losing what I thought I lost everything. And to start over from what felt like scratch at 48. Right. And moving here and driving Uber, I just, I just, it, I just lost it. I, just, I said, you know, I was so happy and having so much fun. Actually, I started driving Lyft and I would create these, you know, hashtags, Uplift Baltimore. I would wear my little T-shirt and I remember my sister saying, you are really into this. Right? I said, you know, I am. I'm having fun. I don't know anyone here. So it made it easier to not care. I only knew my sister. And I was still struggling with her caring because she can be, she can be very opinionated. Mm-hmm. So I did struggle with my sister caring. But then I said, you know, I looked at it differently. I said, I get to start over. Right. There are a lot of people who don't live long enough to do this. I said, I get to create the life that I want. I get to look at the DMV as a blank canvas. And it's my playground. It's my uh, piece of art that I'm about to create. I get to reinvent myself. I, I'm not attached to anything and anyone because I feel like I'm just brand new to the world, which is the East Coast. And, and I said, you know, I have nothing to lose. I'm bald. I'm 48. I have nothing. And so I can only go up from here. And that's just how I looked at it every day. I still do. Nice. And you're a beautiful, bald woman. I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> shave your hair. You. Yeah, you have a good shape. You have a good shape my hair. I just wonder if I look more like a Star Trek character after I <laughs> shave mine off. But that's okay. Because I really don't care either. <laughs> she is so great. Exactly. Crazy. Exactly. All right, exactly. You know what? <laughs> You look good, girl. Um, and you don't need me to say it, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. So, thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> so, one last thing I wanted to ask the you you know you had a lot of good quotes in the book from what I saw you know and, and the, the I really like the Calvary ain't coming. I get to save myself. So, oh, where did you from? I love that so much. <laughs> I love that so much. Okay, so I got that from I didn't grow up in the church. I probably went to church in my whole life, maybe a handful of times, we'll say 10, because I was having this midlife crisis in Orlando. I, again, I have a seeking spirit. I was just reaching for everything to help me, to help me 
ease the pain. I just felt like I was in so much physical pain. Right. And I went to the library. Every every city I live in, I love the library. I will get a library card. I went to the library, and they were having a sale. They were selling old books. There was this book titled, it escapes me right now, but it's by the the guy who wrote Pursuit of Happiness, which was turned into a film starring Will Smith. Okay. Mm-hmm. His name is Chris Gardner. Chris Gardner. I look forward to meeting Mr. Chris Gardner. So Chris Gardner wrote another book. Okay. And in this book, he talks about, there's actually a, a chapter where he talks about when he realized that the Calvary was not coming to save him and his son as they slept homeless in a train station bathroom in San Francisco. He said he realized when someone was banging on the door to come in to use the restroom and he pressed his body up against the door because that was their home for the night. He said, me and my baby were sleeping in a restroom in the train station. He said, it, it hit me that nobody's that. coming. Yes, that movie with uh, Will Smith was in. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he wrote another book, and, and, and I'll text you the title because this book is just, it's just brilliant. And when he said, when he, when I read that in his book, I realized that, Felicia, you've been expecting this man to save you. That's really why you moved here. You didn't really move here for love. You moved here to be saved. And that was the, the, that was the ugly truth. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this is not his responsibility. You've always taken care of yourself. You know how to do this. You've been independent. You've been working since 12. Right. Your mother taught you to be independent. But I allowed myself to believe that this kind of fairy tale, like, oh, I have this new relationship and he's going to do X, Y, Z. That was way too much pressure on him as well. So it wasn't fair to him and it wasn't fair to me. But when I read that in the book, it, it, everything shifted. It was like, oh, my gosh, I get to take responsibility for my life condition. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Right. And, and, you know, I make it sound like it's easy. I mean, it's a process. There were steps. But just reading that book and reading that chapter, when he realized that nobody was coming to save him and his son, that he had to do it. And everything shifted from him for him in that moment as well. And so for me, it, it shifted. Well, well, I love that. I love that. Well, I'm so excited about all that you're going to bring out in 2021. I, I just, I can just feel all the energy and the love that's going to come out of what you're doing in your work. So tell the listeners, Fee, where they can find you and, and more about your book, you, your work. Yeah, just anything that you want to share that you don't mind people contacting you with. <laughs> Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. I'm on there a lot. I do live workouts. I do uh, workout videos. I share quotes. I share my videos. Like uh, I do inspirational videos that are professionally shot. I'm having so much fun with that. And that is S is in Frank, E-E, Edward, Edward, S, Sam, Fitness, over 440. Again, it's C, Fitness, over 40. Also, you can find me on my website, C F E E hyphen, k-i-n-g.com c-k-i-n-g.com you can get my book The Calvary Ain't Coming C-O-M-I-N apostrophe I get to save myself on Amazon and if you have a Kindle device or an Amazon Fire device you can actually download the book for free 
All right. Well, I'm going to actually put that on the website. So I'll have the link to that in your, in, in the podcast. So we'll have that. And um, thank you so much yes, for joining us. Thank you really so much. Is, and you know, I missed you last time when we were in uh, Delaware, or where were we in? Uh, DCC. Yeah. The family took up all my time. Plus, <laughs> plus she's I putting was, it out there. Now they're here too. I love you guys. But plus, <laughs> I was very sick. That there was a. I think That's I. When corona I think I had it. Corona and I didn't know it. I didn't know it because it was that time when they didn't know what was but, going on. But anyway. nevertheless, next time we're up there, Fee, we have to see you. We so, have to see you. So. And, and we'll make out, it happen. Get out here, too. Come yes. To Absolutely. And let me tell you, I'm in D.C. probably back then about four or five times a week. Now I'm out there like twice a week. And I just put a big picture of Amsterdam on my vision board because I am going to manifest that. Good. Over in Amsterdam. Good. 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 Yes. Okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for joining. We love you. Bye, Fee. We'll I see love you. you both. Thank love you so you. much for your love and support. Have a great day, okay? You too. Thank you for joining. All righty. Bye-bye. I always love having Fee. Oh, she my makes God. Me so happy. Yeah, she's uh, wonderful. And she's, uh, you know, she's just a positive spirit. It's a positive soul. It's funny, though, right? When you have these positive people, it just energizes you. Just yep. that, that yeah. positive energy. So, you guys, this is the part of our show where we love, you know, our show is all about love and keeping your mind, body, and spirit aligned. And um, we always like to give takeaways and visions or thoughts for you. So, Dr. Yeah, based on what I've heard today, and I think just in general, I I, I found a quote that I I like, and it was by Anonymous. Uh, Basically, (laughs) the world is is changed by your example, not your opinion. The world is changed by your example, not your opinion. And I think that people have now, especially with all that's going on in, in the United States, uh, opinions and, and I believe, and I believe, but their examples have been all wrong. So Mm, I think if you lead by example and not by your opinion, anonymous quote will resonate with everyone. Mm. I like that. Well, mine is, um, you know, after listening to fee and then also our listener that wrote in, you know, it, it shows that, you know, with fee, she learned definitely how to, love herself and and I think that that's what you know that's what we always teach about right is love so my quote is to fall in love with yourself is the first secret to happiness I love it. I know. That's by Robert Morley. Oh my gosh, I love that quote. I think I'm like going to put that on something. And you know, secrets, I sound so helpful. And, 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 and like, one really thing about am. secrets, you need to, you, you, it's important to let those secrets out because sometimes people don't know what the secret to success is, the secret to love. But the secret to loving yourself is so important. Tabitha, and I agree because I think that, you know, like Fee was saying, she was looking for that Calvary for that, with that man. And, and I've not, I mean, I, We've all kind of had situations where we're looking for this. I mean, when we're little, we hear about fairy tales of the princess that meets the king and and all this stuff. And, you know, but really, when it comes down to it, there's not a man or a woman that's going to make you that. I mean, of course, they can help you. um, If there's a good relationship, you can build together. But you need to love yourself and be happy with yourself first. Because you'll never find what you really need. And that's why people constantly search. Exactly. Exactly. So after talking to Fee, what was one thing that you could think of that 
I think, you, I think, you, you know, again, yeah. I think uh, to your point, I think it's more or less the, the loving yourself and, 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 and knowing yourself and being yourself and not worrying what people think. Cause I don't, and I am happy. You know, I do like, um, I do. The only thing that I think that I, I have to work on is I do like to, to hear the praise. Oh, you did a good job. You did. But as far as what they think, and the only reason I like that, cause I know I've done a good job usually. Cause right. I try You're hardcore. Hard. You work hard. Yeah. Um, for me, I think that, um, you know, similar. I think that, you know, I like, I guess that it was more empowering for me. There, everything that she said today was such an empowerment, uh, motivational speech. Um, mm-hmm. And she wasn't even trying to be give a speech. Yeah. And I and I love that she just empowers others and 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 has really learned how to love herself. And I think that through her book, she's going to touch a lot of people. So. We should get her on a TEDx. She should. She would be a we'll great TEDx her speaker. About that. Yeah. yeah. Like we're like, like we're TEDx. Like we know, Mister TEDx. <laughs> Could you please call us? <laughs> and be sure, you guys, we're, we're unfortunately we have to end the show. We love you all, but be sure to reach out to us on our social Facebook group. We started a group and we want you guys to talk to us, to share things just like the listener did. Um, we, Twitter, uh, I'll be sure. Sure to leave positive <laughs> tweets so I don't get taken off. And Instagram, those pictures are just amazing. <laughs> don't send pictures, please. You don't send pictures, we'll, okay. we'll, yes. we'll post things from our show. Yeah, yeah. But you guys, thank you so much for listening to our show. You can always reach us at strategicladies.com or, like we always say, you can write us at write, W R I T E, the number two, at strategicladies.com. Thank you so much for being a part of our show. We send you positive energy and love, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye. Control. Strategic lane.